This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome to Anatomy of Us. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. What's up, guys? My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. Welcome to the show. You turned it up at the total wrong time. I know, but when it hits, it's like it hits. All right. So, you guys, what's up? How you doing today? Thank you so much. Today's a great question. Uh, It's basically saying, hey, talk about what you mean and mean what you say and don't dick around on stuff. Oh, gosh. Wasn't expecting that. You know yes. what I'm saying? <clears throat> yes. It's a different today, kind of show. I'm smoking in the show today. People who aren't watching this, which is the majority of people listening <laughs> to this, don't understand that Seth has a, what is it? It's a Landjaeger beef stick from a deer that I killed myself and had processed and we're eating it. And it's not a beef stick. It's a deer stick. Sorry, it's a deer stick. However, it's delicious. It's spicy. All the kids love it, which brings I a sense it. of satisfaction to me. Listen and to I this. went out there, killed that thing. Ready? Hold on. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. It's quit. <laughs> that's, that's too much. People are going to crash their cars. If ASMR. Yeah, but I just was being silly. But today's a really good co- topic. Um, somewhere I am growing, right? And somewhere that 8 million percent of listeners and all my clients, me included myself, could have growth in because it is so important and it's basically hinged on the idea of tell the truth, say what you actually mean, because the stakes of you not saying what you mean have such detrimental effects later on. It ruins marriages. It makes people hardened hearts. It makes them sad, makes them disconnected. So the importance of this topic is so big. We wanted to talk about it and grow and introduce it to you and see you grow as well. Right. And I will say, that the idea for this episode came from my new boyfriend. Um, what's his name? Jordan Peterson. You don't know uh, your own boyfriend's name? I read recently The 12 Rules for Life and then Beyond Order, I think is the name of his second book. I can never remember. But they're amazing. It's like 30 total hours of reading. But when I say reading, I mean listening. I listen. Why don't you head it off with, what's the title of the show? Uh, what's well, the, the main premise of this? The idea is that we actually are not saying the things that we need to say in order to get the results that we want to get. And so we're living these like half communicated lives and we're mad about it and we're frustrated. Mm -hmm. And if we could just learn how to one, identify the things in a new way that we like identify what it is that actually bothers us or what we actually want or any of those things, and then communicate that to our spouse with clarity, kindness, and not when we're exploding, right? We don't Mm -hmm. want to communicate the thing that we need or communicate the thing that we dislike about our spouse when we have reached a boiling point, because mm-hmm. then we are literally, it's like a lava monster. It's lava barf eruptor everywhere. And you can't, there's no success. There will be no success in that. Are right. you looking at something or? So this is interesting because this, uh, w- so we both read that and have been thinking about it for a while. And I posted something yesterday on Instagram, not a real, not a story, but like a real post, right? <laughs> Which I, I usually don't do. I usually do uh, stories, but it says, It's a question. I texted this to myself and I don't know. I was taking sis to karate and just this hit me in the car. I was like, maybe our ability to succeed is directly correlated to our ability to call ourselves on our own bullshit. And when that hit me, I was like, oh, 
I'm the number one BSer in the world. And who would I do it most to? Myself. Yes. And if I do that to myself, naturally, you're going to do it to other people. So my ability to succeed is me starting out calling myself on that, not lying, right? And then your calendar, for some reason, was just wide open right next to the coffee machine this morning. And I saw it, and you have these things, measurely, uh, by the way. Oh, you want to see this right here? Custom calendar. And I'm not, like, reading your stuff, but it was open, and it was so funny. Oh, it says, so you have, like, journal prompts and stuff in here, and one of the things that says, thoughts that keep me stuck. And you wrote down, I will remember what is important. And then you have an arrow uh, under the thoughts that move me forward thing that says, and this is you talking to yourself. I have no idea, right? Yeah. It says in big, bold letters, BS. No, you won't. You will re- not remember it is important. Hold on. So, you said that so choppy. It didn't even make sense. Say, so, it says BS. No, you won't. Won't. The word is won't. It sounds like you're oh, saying want. Okay. Sorry. Won't. <laughs> I thought you were saying want. No, BS. No, you won't. And then you say, use your calendar alarms and measurely to do what matters. So you had the insight to be like, what am I doing? I'm lying to myself right now. Use systems, use calendars, use SOPs, and then you will get it done. Just like we advocate for alarms all the Mm -hmm. time. It's like, let's, let's, let's meal plan. Let's turn the internet off at nine so we can have family time. Oh, that'd be such a great idea. Shouldn't we do that, Melanie? And me and you all get hunky dory. Oh, that's great. We do it once. We were thinking about it because it's front of mind Mm -hmm. and then we'd never do it again. Why? Because we didn't set alarms. We didn't do systems. We didn't do stuff. So I called myself out last night and told a million of our friends. And then you called your own self out right now. And I happen to see it. And that happens to be the topic of this podcast today. So we're on to something. Obviously, the universe is trying to tell us both a lesson. Like, stop doing bullshitty shit. And, and get systems for this stuff. <laughs> right. Understand what I'm saying? Yes. But the topic, again, of today's conversation is really about the things that we don't communicate are to our detriment. And I'm going to, um, this is from a Jordan Peterson, part of his chapters, he talks about this idea that in a marriage specifically, he talks about relationships, which I love. And he talks about how people will not say the thing that bothers them. So let's just say it's a couple that's like going to be married for 50 years and at year seven, the, it starts to not be cute anymore. What? Watch your hands. Oh, I'm sorry. At year seven, it stops being cute that um, maybe the husband doesn't do the dishes, whatever, or the wife is is naggy but doesn't know it. But both partners mm-hmm. don't communicate that because, one, they assume their their partner should know better. Maybe they think their partner's doing it on purpose or whatever. But at the core of it, they don't communicate that this thing actually bothers me and I would prefer it a different way. And instead they go, whatever, it's not important. I don't want to start a fight. I don't want whatever. And so then that compounds, it's compound interest. It's just like compound interest in yes. finances. It doesn't just gradually grow at the same level. It like grows infinitely. I don't know. What's that word? It is a word. It grows exponentially. Mm-hmm, I don't know, mm-hmm. but it gets uh, more intense as time goes on and it makes people hate each other. Mm-hmm. It makes people fight about the weirdest thing. Like we'll tip it off. And all of a sudden, you know, my shoes being in the hallway creates an, a fight between ah. us where Seth's like, I never loved you. You know, that, it's that like hasn't the, happened. It's but. like the painter in Hercules when he gets mad and he goes, uh, what does he say? He says, don't move. And then Hercules moves. He goes, I told you don't move. And then he moves again and he messes <laughs> yeah, up. He, goes, yeah, and he throws the painting. It's our favorite thing. Right. So <laughs> the first time that he told him don't move was probably 
the thousandth time, the, right. the a thousandth time that he thought that, but he's like, oh, maybe it's Hercules. It's fine. What do do do? Right. And we think that, oh, it's my wife. It's fine. I'll let it go. I'll keep the peace. I will say yes to this and dismiss it. This is a huge problem I have. I basically have only done one thing I've ever wanted to in our entire marriage. <laughs> I've said yes to everything else and um, I'm going to say no more. I'm just kidding on that, right? But there have been times in dismissing my own feelings about that, uh, thinking, oh, it's fine, whatever. I don't want to rock the apple cart or rock the boat or whatnot. I say yes to stuff and don't really want to do them, but then go through this algorithm and go, oh, well, I'll do it anyway. So I am working on that. And this, this whole book has really helped me. It's like, do it. Like, because w- number one, if you're on the fence of this, what do you have to lose? I'll tell you what you have to lose. You have to lose years of possible discontent in your marriage. Mm -hmm. That's something I would love to lose, right? I'm not going to put an Apple tag on that to try to fight it. Oh my gosh. 10 years later. I literally was like an Apple? Like a Fuji? Like Like I, my brain. A pink lady? Gosh, now I thought of a monkey. I have hyper word association. Yeah, they're called pink ladies. We learned all about them at Eastern Washington or Central Washington University when they had chimpanzees there and I visited with my sister. You can't say pink lady and and not have me think of a monkey's butt. Never going to eat it. It's not even their butt, really. It's the vulva. Right. Oh, okay. Thanks. You brought it up. I did not bring that up. You did. (laughs) Oh, man. But anyway, so (laughs) I want to do some like real life, real time conversation about this because even today we recorded this episode already and everything went wrong like the camera shut off the lighting wasn't right like 20 minutes in of content right yeah and we just had to scrap it um it doesn't matter but when we were setting up like you were really short-tempered with me Mm -hmm. and then in the conversation itself you got like pissy and i couldn't Mm. figure out like what am i doing wrong what is he not telling me and that was Mm -hmm. actually exemplified what I was wanting to talk about. Right. So can you go back and do you know why you were short tempered with me? And I can ask it a different way if that's not clear enough. So, okay, this is fun. And maybe it can be an exercise for you guys too, to do with your spouse. So I was just getting, I'm not, I'm not in a bad mood. I, you know, slept fine or whatever. Um, I mean, we, we still have a million things going on. My mom, yeah, we haven't uh, you know, even updated all the and all that stuff. But anyway, I don't, I don't want to. I don't have to share that stuff. But it's like, okay, should I go back home for this, like solo? Should I fly like back home and be like the oldest son and do responsible stuff, <laughs> basically? So that's stressful, right? And all these things. And apart from that, I think that I just got it was it it got on my nerves how much you were fidgeting with the microphone and stuff and all this that was stuff. Before. I guess that was before that too. So yeah, before let you me were think. like, let's go up river. Like, then, Cause okay? listen, you were actually playing with the roadcaster, listening to music on right. your headphones, ignoring me. I was trying to talk to you. Right. And I was asking so, you about lighting and you right. were like, were such a jerk about it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what is happening? Like, yeah, I think, um, not so sometimes you can say, oh, I don't know. I just woke up kind of pissy or whatever, but that is not the case. And that is an unexamined case. Yeah. An unexamined case. And usually when for me, if I'm just kind of like off routine or something like that, things like that can slip up. It's not like a default, like I'm just pissy or weird. But if I, uh, I, how about this? I find that I'm, when I'm super solid on gratitude routines or like 
meditation or breathing or stuff like that. It reminded just, me of Master Ugwe. I don't know why. I'm smiling. Well, it's that. the same. It's the same kind of idea. It's like okay, do let, don't. You have a lot of things going on. Let the pond settle. Maybe that's a really good analogy. Like uh, you know, stuff that we have, just normal family stuff and back home and all that stuff. Like the pond, there's a bunch of rocks in the in the um, being thrown in the pond, right? So there's a bunch of ripples everywhere, right? It's like, oh, it's kind of hard to, and if you're sitting on a raft, you know, mm-hmm. and if you're, if the waves are big enough, you're like, oh, this is, this is I'm not. I'm going to barf. Right, you're going to barf kind of thing. So if I don't do the practices that settle that water, then other stuff is just going to be, it's the compound effect, like you were saying two mm-hmm. seconds ago, right? Right. So really it's that the routine and the consistency uh, in my own mind, quieting the mind, you know, like, well, talk about this in hypnotherapy with Sultanat, mm-hmm. our friend, uh, the tendency that all of us have to have monkey mind, mm-hmm. right? And they talk about that in mindfulness and meditation and stuff. It's like, yeah, monkey mind, that monkey's just running everywhere and going crazy. <laughs> we have to settle, settle down so we can see maybe clearly to the bottom of the pond. Oh, what's down there? Hmm, okay. I could never tell that because there were so many waves previously, but I can control if there's waves and if I can settle them down or not, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I can control how I, how I view it. Mm-hmm. I can get out of the pond completely and go, I'm going to this other pond for a minute to chill out. And then coming back to this kind of, you know, craziness that is life. Yeah, basically. Is life is yeah. living. Um, yeah. I think that's a helpful analogy. I think, like you said, kind of going up river, we need to understand what we are upset about and why, mm-hmm. um, and have it in more detail in our head and then be able to communicate that. So I'm going to try, um, I'm going to try creating a, as an example of this, but I keep thinking of it in the terms of parenting. Cause that's kind of how it, it has shown itself the most to me. Um, for example, and I know I talked about this the first time we recorded this episode that our 12 year old son tough. It, and it's, I think probably similar to me does not pick up on certain social cues. Like the, they just weren't in our world or even if it's just neurodiversity, like that's just how we're wired. And so people need to say things to us like plainly point blank. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not going to subtly pick up on the fact that someone thinks something I said was too harsh. Like Mm -hmm. hear, hear me saying that I am not going to say that again. I don't understand. Are you being silly? You're not going to pick up on something. If somebody says something too harsh. Like if No, no, no. If someone says that I am harsh, I am not going to pick up that. That means be nicer. That, but that's the social implication of someone saying you're harsh. Right. Allie, it's kind of like my friend uh, Allie had to say to me, right. You're mean. You are mean. And I'm like, no, I'm not. She went, (laughs) yes, you are. Well, I think it's a double whammy for you, which has gotten you in trouble and caused a lot of arguments. And I'm not picking on you here. I'm just, well, I'm saying actually the truth, like Jordan Peterson, right? Because you don't have some of those social cues, which is whatever. I like thinking of it from a psychotherapy kind of uh, evolutionary things like nature versus nurture. I think some of that is nature like innate biological yes. and then also nurture, which is part of your family of origin kind of thing, right. which you were kind of cultivated into. And the double whammy that gets, uh, I think you in trouble and causes some of our fights is you don't pick up on those things. And then when somebody says those, then you argue them. You know what I'm saying? And it's kind of, it's kind of like tough. It's like, Hey, tough. Don't do that. That's weird. Well, I can do what I want to. And you can't say this. I'm like, Okay, I think you're missing the point right. here kind of thing. You know what I'm and saying? I, yeah, I agree. And I think uh, sort of because we're a married couple and this is the same exact token, like you're not communicating things in the minute where I could actually do something about it. Mm-hmm. I start arguing about, well, why didn't you? Right. Like, you know, it's like a compounding cycle. 
of unhelpfulness right. even. But going back to what I was saying, like, yes, Tuff and I need someone to say, it's and uh, Jordan Peterson does this in his books, which I love. He's like, if you, I'm just gonna use again, like socially isolate yourself. You don't have society to push you back to what is healthy and normal. Mm-hmm. If you, and so then he like goes through the whole storyline of, okay, so you don't have society to help you push you back into what's normal. Then you create patterns in your life that are slightly outside of that circle. And then you can't make new friends. Mm -hmm. And because you don't make new friends, you have the likelihood of getting depression. And because then you have depression and you're 35 and you don't have friends and you don't know how to make them, you're having a harder time getting a job, sustaining a job. And because you can't sustain a job. So he goes through like this, Mm -hmm. I don't, what what would you call that? Like a, almost like a domino effect. It's the domino effect of these things. And when he was talking about that in the book, it really illuminated for me. I'm like, Oh, people, i.e. me, I don't think IE was the right word. Um, <laughs> people, meaning me, mm-hmm. um, don't know that, don't know how to like make that domino effect in their mind. Some people don't know how to do that. And so if we could learn to know what things bother us, so I'm going to bring mm-hmm. this back to us now. Hopefully it'll make sense. Is this confusing you? I'm having some epiphanies. Okay. So if I had, so how I apply this to our marriage and why I think it applies to every single relationship, but marriages specifically is like, if I knew the domino effect of uh, like what things annoy you. So I know you had a hard time answering this the first time we tried. So think of real, mm-hmm. like something I did yesterday or even the joking with the kids. Like you don't like I, how I, I joke find with it our annoying kids. and actually unattractive because, Oh, no, this no, no, was- no. What say what it is. Don't start saying about it. Just oh. to answer. What was the thing that you find annoying and unattractive? Critical and sarcastic talk towards the kids right masked in a joking way okay so that if if i had known if seth had like if we had had the awareness to be like hey melanie if you keep doing this little thing so maybe the little thing is i know the the example is Mm -hmm. sometimes i will say i will call tough a perv like in a hilarious way like if he's like oh that you know it's like something that is out of context and i think it is so funny Mm -hmm. it'll be like that uh sheep is jumped to the whatever. I'm like, perf. Like, and it doesn't make sense. And I think it's hilarious, but mm-hmm. you hate it. And mm-hmm. I did not know that you hated it because mm-hmm. you didn't say anything. Right. But had you, had we known, and I think this is going to become a tool, right? Mm-hmm. Had you known, or had you known to tell me like this, this little tiny, it's like a, it's like a tiny coin. If you just said, Hey, this little action, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't like it when you call tough a perv, even if you think it's funny, like it just rubs me the wrong way. Right. right. So you're not mad at me. You're not shaming me. Then you stack that like little domino piece and you go, if this happens with you not saying it mm-hmm. for 15 more years and tough is what would he be in 15 years, like 28 or something, mm-hmm. 27. Like if it happens for that long, I will resent you for it. I will actually really dislike you. And the, right. and the, the worst part is that you will have like, uh, what's the word? Indoctrinated that into our children. Right. Then they will do it, which will only compound again, compound interest. It will compound the things that I really don't like about you. I'll see them reflected in our kids. And by the time, you know, 15 years from now, mm-hmm. F you and all your pervy shit you say. It stacks. Yes. And then it gets to a point to where. Staculies. <laughs> this is too big. And because it's so big, you know what? I don't care anymore. Right. I'd rather walk away. So I am completely apathetic to, to but, but <laughs> <laughs> because to go back through all that stuff is such a monumental task. Right. It's too overwhelming. And you know, sometimes you can't blame people for like 15 years of this. Hell no. 
Right. Am I a bad person? Because, you know, I mean, I, yeah, I should have said something. And of course, people have parts to play and stuff like that. But it's, I mean, I, I can understand it completely. You know what I'm saying? If, if that was that way for 15 years or 20 years and stuff like that, I'd be like, listen, I don't care. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm out. I'll stay here for the kids or whatever, mm-hmm. but I'm out, right? Right. However, that doesn't, you know, if, if you guys are in that situation, that doesn't give you free limited seats. So you heard it on a podcast, boom, out. I'm out. Because we have had clients like that before with like, okay, there's a glimmer of hope. I will work on it and it's going to give everything I have, but I'll do it. And then boom, they work. And then all these things are fixed. And like, right. holy crap, who are you? Who am I married to? I didn't know marriage could be this good. Right. right? And it's right. all and because we started telling the truth. Now we're not lying. It's not like, did you spend a thousand dollars at, you know, Starbucks today? No, I didn't. <laughs> what no. do you mean? <laughs> no. <laughs> right. It's not, I mean, that's just flat out lying. Right. Cause there's a difference between lying and telling the truth, telling the truth. It shines light on stuff. Mm-hmm. And then because you're a competent person that cares about me, your marriage and our kids, you're going to say, okay, now I have an equation to work with. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to go, I don't care about your stupid feelings. I'm not going to do that. Right? <laughs> right. Some people do, but that's not helpful. Right. Um, so in, whoops, in that context, I want to apply this to like the pieces are coming together and you said that, okay, um, you raise your kid to not say, to not have good manners. What? It doesn't matter. Manners, you know, I shouldn't say thank you for stuff. Why do you have to do that? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't know. I'm not putting judgment on things, but I think gratitude across the board is a pretty healthy thing to exhibit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yes. Hey, thank you for the sandwich. Mm-hmm. Are you, that's all. You don't yeah. have to kiss ass and be all this stuff, you know, but if you teach your kids gratitude to say, thank you, Okay, what else are you teaching them? Maybe you're teaching them respect for the person that got them the sandwich. Right. Maybe you're teaching more appreciation. And because they have more appreciation, they're going to stand out to the other kids mm-hmm. who weren't taught that. There's a social You see impact. what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. there's stacks. Oh, because I learned to say yes, ma'am, or no, ma'am, like Hattie, she's in karate class, mm-hmm. right? She loves it. In there. Taekwondo. Taekwondo. Yeah, right. And it's kind of like, and the, uh, and the kids are in cooking class, right? Mm-hmm. So. Do you respect the head chef? What do you say when the chef asks you a question? Yes, chef. Yes, chef. What does that mean? Like, yes, I heard you. I hear you. what you're I saying. You. I, I respect you enough mm-hmm. to say that. Not, not just like, yeah. What? What? Sure. What'd you say? Yeah. Know. Here's here's a knife, right? So that stacks on discipline mm-hmm. and a person that has good manners and has gratitude and is disciplined. How much more likely are they to make friends? Mm-hmm. How much more likely are they uh, going to be invited back to their friend's house? Mm-hmm. Well, and kind then even like further or along. Or to get like, a job yeah, or stuff like that. Yeah, employment. So how does this apply to marriage? And I've been thinking about this a lot and the role that certain things have in marriage. Like, um, uh, and I've been thinking about this. This is going to sound weird at first, but like as a business, like a healthy business has these things in place, and sometimes they have meetings when they have to have meetings, but they do that for the greater good of the thing, right? So, uh, like things like date nights in a marriage. Hold on, Jordan Peterson addresses this directly in his book, right? And, and he's, I'm, I'm, well, you can talk about it because I think you're, you, I'm not even finished with it yet. You might be farther along and what you recall from it, but well, basically, this I mean, idea is so like, oh, these things are imperative for a healthy marriage. Right. 
you know, sex included. Yes. Yes. Like, so, okay. Date nights included. Okay, you're not done talking. Communication included. Respect. Gifts. Whatever love languages you have. Stuff like that. Right. So tell me your perspective <laughs> on that. Tell me my perspective of that or yeah, elaborate like on the concept. Elaborate on the concept. So, um, yes, the concept is that people often think love will get us through. Like there's the, like... Love is enough Love or whatever. Will keep us together. Right. And it really actually won't. And we mm, know that. And drop. that's what Jordan Peterson talks about is this idea that um, an actual marriage is mostly mundane. It's most, most of our lives, the majority, the vast majority, not just like 50%, but like 99% of our lives are like brushing teeth, making the bed, taking a bath making food, cleaning the house, I'm, I'm going to work. I'm thinking of something funny that has like a, a bigger idea. So I'm a hunter, right? And sometimes when I go to the woods, it is so boring. And there have mm -hmm. been even times when I've spotted an animal and maybe that animal was out of season, like a, a elk cow or something. And I swear that cow stood there for like an hour and a half while I was sitting there. And I didn't want to scare it away, you know, but like after an hour and a half, I'm like, what are you doing? And that's just a day for them. They're like, I could sit here for six hours. It, it doesn't oh, matter. I what am what I going to go saying. do? So like that marriage is mundane. Right. Like nature is mundane. Most of life is just I've looked the at mundane. trees before and I'm like, how the hell do you be a tree? That'd be so boring. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that that is just an illustration of like nature. And I like to bring that in. So most of marriage is boring. But we're taught that if it means something, it's yes, supposed to be I super speak, exciting. You told me to clarify the concept. I do remember and then that. you started talking about hunting and then you're <laughs> So um what one of the things that and again, I'm only recently have read these books. I didn't know about them. And so I didn't understand that he had like a big push or concept of like getting systems into your life that make the mundane like palatable and doable, right? He talks about it. He's like, you have to figure out how, how we look. Like he even uses the example of like 35 years of having these like simmering fights, uh, like low, low boil, not quite over the pot. We're not yelling at each other, but we're just pissed off at about like, when, what time do you set the table? Like even that you, um, you will tell everyone that dinner is ready and it's, it's not like it isn't ready. And so everyone comes you in. You know what I mean by that? I do know what you mean now. I mean, I won't help somebody get their ass in here and help me, but right. I haven't said You've that. You've never said that. And but so, I am saying it now. Yes. And I, but I've caught on actually in the last week. I'm like, I think there's a missing, he's like not communicating a thing and that's fine. And, but um, in that he's gotten mad at me and said, when I tell you dinner's ready, nobody would ever, because what I'm thinking when dinner is ready is that there's plates and bowls. That's what I would have said. If I was making dinner, it would be, it's on the table. It's in the bowl. You have your fork, you have your water. I've set all of it up. Come Dinner's sit down. ready. Come sit down. Okay. Right. And so, uh, but all of that to say, Jordan Peterson talks about this idea that it's worth having like five good fights about the, the standard operating system of how you load the dishwasher. When did the plates get cleared off the table? Do they get rinsed first or not? Do they like, you know, do you pre-wash or not? Do you soak? Do you not? Like, mm -hmm. he's like, it's worth having three to five good fights about that that are productive instead of 30 years of this like seething, low boil, I hate your guts. And if you don't load the dishwasher this next time, I'm going to divorce you. Like, you, you know, know what I mean? couples like that? Do I know any couples like that? Yeah. Who fight like that? Who or, you can tell it's like, yes, there's not much lots going of on. them. Right. <laughs> Most of them. Mm -hmm. Her nose is running. Excuse me. 
Stop looking at me. That's what you were looking at me. Acceptable. I'm trying to wipe my nose. I don't have anything to. But it's super <laughs> hot. Ew. <laughs> That's not socially acceptable. Either. That was gross. Um, but it's that idea that typically people are not communicating these smaller things with the idea that somehow it will go away and it won't. Mm-hmm. And so there's sort of two levels that we're talking about. One is the level of understanding what it is that bothers you and why. And is that need, you know, like, do you need some self-reflection? So perfect example is the house being clean or not. Mm-hmm. I had a moment of self-reflection at our last house where I was, I was pissed. I was like, oh, no one can put their folded laundry away. Mean, I did all the don't please. No, 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 no. I was pissed. But no one was cleaning up and I was all these things, right? And then I stopped. I don't know what it was. It was like divine. It was Wayne Dyer inspired. Mm. But he, I was like, I'm the only one who cares about this. And not, not in a defeatist way. Like I'm the only one who cares, but I was like, mm-hmm. I actually am the only one who like really has a desire and a passion to fold the laundry and get it put away. So right. why am I complaining about that? Like it's my chart. Like I'm the one who cares. And if I didn't care, we would have a different type of life mm-hmm. that I wouldn't like. So because I care, it is incumbent upon me to mm-hmm. be the one to figure out how to make that system be in place, right? which create, then I went and created chore charts that worked for the kids and worked for you mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. So in effect, you led that you were the leader and here's yes. an example. So I take the kids snowboarding. You don't go, you don't because like it. Snowboard. Well, you could, if you practice, but you just don't, you don't care about it. Right. I so who, well, you care about it in the sense of sure you guys go and have fun and it's a fun family That's thing. But the point is I care more about it. I know about it. So it's incumbent upon me to plan the stuff out, get the season passes, get the snowboards, get Hattie new boots because she outgrew her old ones, stuff like that. And I can't be weird and butthurt around here thinking, well, you should know that I said I want to go snowboarding, so you should get all the gloves and the kids and the stuff and blah, blah, and load the truck. No, that would not be her responsibility. That would not be her fault because it's not happening because I spearheaded the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So just like your systems that you made around cleaning and stuff like that, I can say, hey, Melanie, I'm going to take the kids snowboarding this Saturday, Friday night. Can you help me get their gloves mm-hmm. right. and make sure the, the boot dryers are right. on the thing? And then Saturday morning, I'm going to load the truck. And while mm-hmm. I'm doing that, can you make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? Can right. you do that? Yes or no? Right. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Instead of what typically people do is they go, well, you didn't even help me with snowboarding. Ugh. And they, and there's this whole you line knew of, we were going, <gasps> hold on. That's okay. We're pausing right now. Most people do not actually communicate that the processes before that, the like, um, oh, this is actually a thing that matters to me. Here's a system to solve that problem. Mm-hmm. And if I need help with that, I'm going to ask you because most people don't even give their spouse the opportunity to do the right thing because they haven't communicated it to them. Right. Mm-hmm. So in the example of you not liking how I joke with the kids, right. when, if it's not communicated to me in a moment where I'm actually like able to joke or not, mm-hmm. I can't go back in time and undo the jokes I've done. And then you haven't communicated in, in time. So then I know, I don't know to change it in the future. You see what I'm saying? Like you didn't even give me a chance. I'm not, I am not blaming you or anything like this, but right. like you didn't actively I didn't make my feelings known. So how could you have done something with it? Yeah. You didn't give me the opportunity to modify my behavior and trust me, I will, I will now modify my behavior. Right. Right. Cause now I understand it actually hurts your feelings. You don't like it. It's not just like a, Oh, that joke's not funny. Mm-hmm. It's like, I actually don't think that's healthy and I don't it, want. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. It's not like it, it hurts my feelings. I'm being overly sensitive. There's a part of it. It's like, that's unattractive. Something about that, right. like a mother to my kids is not nurturing. 
You know what right. I'm saying? So like, I, and regardless of how I feel about that, right. I mean, I have different thoughts about it, but I don't care. I want to honor this relationship more mm-hmm. than I want to say a joke. I mean, come on. It's no right? laughing matter. <laughs> but I think that that you looked at the laugh track, didn't you? No, I, I'm always looking <laughs> to make sure that the, the laugh track. Yeah. No, 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 no. I was looking to make sure that the camera was okay, working. I see. Um, if you ever wonder what I'm looking at while we're podcasting, it's always the things are they on? But anyway, um, so that to me is the sort of the crux of all of this. It's mm-hmm. the, we are not typically saying the things that we need to say in order to get the response that we want from our spouse. And then we wonder in 15, 20, 30, 40 years, why we hate them. And we wish that things would be different and they should have known or they, whatever. So I want to use, there's some practical examples that I can think of from some of our like former clients, not that we would share any of the details, but like oftentimes we'll hear clients say things like, well, they know that I like X, Mm -hmm. Y, and Z, so they should A, B, and C. And Mm -hmm. it's like, but are you talking about it like in a practical and helpful way? Like, are you saying, I mean, even something as silly as, uh, I'm going to use a random example, but you keep saying that you want to touch more. But when I sit next to you on the couch, you can you explain to me how you are next to me on the couch? I want to know your take on it. I, I don't know. Maybe, okay, maybe so I'll be more specific, right? So let's say we're watching right? Forged in Fire, and it's- Forged in Fire? It's Blacksmiths. You got 15 minutes. <laughs> we're at that point. They're going to make their Scottish scabbard. Right. <laughs> Whatever. Scabbard. And I am sitting next to you, yeah. trying to hold your hand. What do you, what are you thinking? Maybe, uh, maybe I could think about that, first of all, and go, is that the physical touch that I'm talking about? Is that the actual physical touch that I am Good point. wanting and thinking right. about? Right, because in my mind... Maybe it's not. Right, in my mind... Sometimes it's uncomfortable to hold your hand. Yes, in my mind, I am sitting there like, he told me he wants to snuggle more. He right. enjoys watching TV. I'm going to sit next to him and try to like hold his hand or touch his leg or put my legs on his... Like mm-hmm. trying to snuggle in some form or fashion... And in my mind, so let me, but there are two scenarios here. Like you made a really good point just now, but from my perspective, I'm like, (laughs) I'm like 10 more years of this, which easily could happen. 10 Mm -hmm. more years is like nine minutes in world time after you've had a kid Uh, in dog years, (laughs) 10 years is nine minutes in dog years. (laughs) Um, But 10 more years of that could easily happen to us where I'm thinking I'm, I'm making progress. I'm trying, I'm whatever. Mm -hmm. And in your mind, you're like, this isn't even what I want, but neither one of us have had that conversation. And so neither one of us are feeling fulfilled. I'm actually feeling. And then you get frustrated from like, I'm trying to do this. I'm feeling defeated because I'm actively trying. And you were like, that doesn't count, but we don't even have that conversation. So what are your thoughts on that? And that is kind of the crux of what I mean in this entire conversation that if we don't have the clarity to know what the bleep to talk mm-hmm. about, we won't know that in 10 years, this domino compound effect, it is not going to be good. <laughs> well, we, we've had clients and not only clients, but friends and of course ourselves. So I'm not calling anyone out here, but you know, one spouse would go, I want him to be nicer. Right. What does that mean? Because you know what nice to me means? It means just like not yelling at you and paying all the bills and not cheating on you. That's nice. Like a, I mean that. Okay, yeah, that's like a, a communist an, an version extreme, of nice. <laughs> that's an extreme version, but like 
that counts as nice right. and I'm being nice. What the hell are you talking right. about? Crazy. But my After version 15 of, years, my you version know? of nice might be, I want him to bring me flowers home from work and tell me I look beautiful and sit right. with me and brush my hair on the patio. So maybe people can relate to this because sometimes where I get hung up on that is it feels unloving, just not right, basically at the core. And then just weird for me to say, hey, this is exactly what I want. Because mm-hmm. for some reason, it feels loving and nurturing for you or someone to intuit that. It makes me feel special. You know what I'm saying? I'm going like to use special. the example. It makes me feel good. Right. So I, we had this conversation. In, Hold on. Do you get that point? Yeah, though? but let me tell you that we had this conversation in real time the other day, remember? No. When, uh, the other morning. Yeah, I do. I'm just kidding. And I use this. It was the perfect example because in our marriage, I'm okay, so hashtag real talk. Seth gets mad at me cyclically um, from mostly for things he doesn't communicate that I, then I am not allowed, not allowed. Like I don't have the knowledge to mm-hmm. work on it or the know-how to work on it. And he gets mad at me about it, which is fine. It's real life. Like that's, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but we're working through it. And I use this example. So I said, Seth, I am here for you. Like mm-hmm. if you want something, I'm going to try. If you want to travel somewhere, start a new business, get another puppy, Fingers crossed. Just kidding. Now that's what you want. I know. Thank you very um, much. If you want to do these things, if you want to get a different car or move into a different house, I am here for basically all of it. Mm-hmm. And I said, so, but what I don't understand is that you're not communicating things to me and you're getting frustrated. So the analogy I used was like, there's a store in Washington called Filson. They have them all over, I think, but mm-hmm. the main one is in Washington in Seattle. And I said, it's like, I am the customer service representative and you walk into the store and I'm looking at you and I'm like, oh, I'm going to serve that guy. I'm going to help Freddie him. Freddie Filson. Francine Filson. I'm Francine Filson. And um, you want, you obviously you walked into this store for mm-hmm. a reason. You want to buy something, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh, I can help him out. But you don't say anything. Right. So you're a customer and I'm here to like serve you this. I mm-hmm. mean, this is me saying this to Seth. And so I'm like, well, I guess if I'm supposed to be a good customer service agent, I should go find things that he might like. So I'm going right. to get him some cargo pants, mm-hmm. maybe a vest with wool in it and a leather hat. I know what it is. Hold on. Wait, 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 please yeah. don't, don't interrupt. But then I bring these things to him and he's like, I can't No, I don't like those. Mm-hmm. Why would you bring those to me? And I'm like, okay. So I go put those ones back. And then I try to bring other things. And he's like, I don't like gray. Why do you keep bringing me gray wool things? Mm-hmm. I don't like that, but he's not telling me what he likes. Right. And so you're standing in this thing telling me you're disappointed. I'm wrong. If I loved you, I would know what to get you. But I'm like, all you have to do is say. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes, I, I understand that. And I agreed with it when we were talking. And I agreed about it now. It's like, say what you want and want what you say. However, there is a part of me, and I think other, just based on clients that we've talked to before and people, that, um, Hey, okay. It, it would be like this. If like, you don't like surprises, you don't like Christmas surprises. That's if I, I got don't want to store something, I don't want to even have in the first Exactly. Place. So if I kept on getting you those, <laughs> you would be annoyed. And after a while it would be like, it feels like he doesn't know me. And that feels like out of relationship kind of thing. Right. I mean, if I didn't, I mean, yes. Yeah. Like, if in, I just kept on doing that theoretically. Yes. Right. Um, but I'm still just trying to do like, oh, I don't know, I'm getting her stuff, right? So the part that I'm trying to explain is when things are somewhat uh, intuited, thought out, based on our history, 
that feels special to me. Like you wouldn't bring me a gray wool sweater because you know, uh, wool is super itchy or I'm allergic to it. Mm-hmm. And I hate the color gray. Right. Right. So you doing that, but, but part of you is like, Hey, just tell me what you want kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? So yes, I agree a hundred percent. Um, say what you want, want what you say. However, the other part of intuiting feels special, right? And I like it when you make me feel special. Well, you like here, it when I okay, make you feel special? Now, hashtag triply real talk, because I f- f- make you brownies the other night mm-hmm. to make you feel Hold special, so and you were not, pissed off. Listen. No! <laughs> <laughs> Yelling off mic is like one of my favorite things. I know, it's really fun. Uh, that was- This marriage is a farce. <laughs> so let me just bring it down a level here. That was one incident and very recent, right? I'm talking about more broader kind of 17 year, just just listen, 17 year perspective stuff, right? So I know that there is great room for me to grow on that. And also I'm telling you, it feels loving when you just do something nice for me that you have a hint of like, I bet he'll like this. Right. And so, right? yeah. And so the I brownie thing was like, well, that's like basically right after we talked about all this stuff and I was feeling weird kind of thing. So I don't want you to use that as a litmus test is what well, I'm no, saying. But I will say for 17 years, I have been trying to do things that make you feel special mm-hmm. with the impacting result being, you don't even know me. We're almost there. <laughs> so like literally I've <laughs> done things. years is going to be. A hell of a ride. I've done, like, I have gone way out of my way. Even, I mean, we talked about this in our actual conversation upstairs yesterday, whatever day it was, mm-hmm. um, where you will say, like, you don't intuit things or you don't do things to show me that you love me. I'm like, what do you think our entire existence is? Like, right. hanging lights on the back patio. I didn't do that just because I like lights. Mm-hmm. I do it so that you can play outside with the kids in the afternoon. I mean, Every single thing that I do. And that's where I think a lot of women, I mean, raise your virtual hand if you feel that way as a woman. Mm -hmm. Like when your husband says, you don't do things that Mm -hmm. you don't do, you don't show me that you love me or you don't care. You're not intuiting. I'm like, what do you think I was doing Ah, when I made like garlic bread just for you? Or I looked up the brownie recipe. You even told me that those brownies were like the best ones you'd ever had. They were. And I kept trying to ask you, Mm -hmm. what kind of brownies do you like? I'd love to make the exact brownies you like. And you were like, stop. So then (laughs) you're like Napoleon dynamite. I was not like that. Uh, Here's the thing. I think men often feel that way when their wives come and say, listen, I'm disconnected. You don't do anything for me. And you're like, what the hell? I'm the only right. person that works and we have this life because I go out and make the money, right? Okay. right? Not that we deserve stuff or anything like that. I'm not saying that, that, but I can understand how you feel like, okay, dude, brownies or garlic bread or this mm-hmm. for you, right? right? Actually, but that's, that's not the point. It'd be like, um, well, what do you want me to intuit? Let's get there. Let's right. go to that next so level. Here's, what is here's it? the thing, like overarching thing. I think we still have a lot of, this is almost a, uh, 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 and I've, I think I've said this before. It's like, I feel like we're on a different kind of plane, not you and I on a different plane. We're like in a different, like we turned a corner of like marriage kind of maturity or like what we want and let's stop effing around kind of thing. Does that make sense? One of us has, oh, yes. One of us gets mad when the other one makes brownies. No, so part of, so uh, the 13 year old boy kind of thing, you know, like you said uh, a while ago, mm-hmm. is like part of it is, I have, uh, I think, things and issues to talk about. Not like huge, crazy things, 
but in the ways where I think that you really need to grow. And we kind of recorded some of this on the podcast that went away for a minute. Remember I was talking about Gestalt therapy? Went away. And stuff like that. That podcast went away. Well, we had like 20 or 25 minutes of of stuff and then it just like, it didn't happen kind of thing. So things like that, that's where I feel like, um, uh, that like the different things like, okay, I've realized some stuff. Um, saying what you mean and meaning what you say, like more of a, it's a more of a wise approach to it or like a mature approach to it. Does that make sense? Yes. I love you. Is that like equivalent to a Southern lady say, bless your heart? Kind of, maybe. Um, I don't know. But Mm -hmm. I do think it is vitally important that we like, look again, I want to go back. There's sort of like two things going on parallel processly. Mm -hmm. One is you have to know the thing that you need to communicate to your spouse. And I think sometimes you mask that with she should know, Mm -hmm. which means in essence, I don't know what I'm really upset about. Ah. Right. In a way you say she should know or they should know better. Anytime a person or a couple thinks, oh, she should know. That just means, okay, they're not crazy. They're not psychopath. They don't actually know. Yes. Sure. That's one of the, one of the sort of tracks that I'm, that we need. This process requires two lines of thinking. And one is you have to know what you're actually upset about, why you're upset about it, Mm -hmm. what you would want to have it be different, how you would want it to change. And then the other track right next to that is that you have to be able to communicate that. Sorry, you're, for some reason, you're taking a bite. No, it just like really totally derailed my thinking. But the other thought is you have to be able to do that domino uh, long-term picture planning idea of like, if I don't, what? Stacking. Well, no, you have to understand the concept of the compound interest idea of how this tiny little negative thing. I mean, it's like those things when they do the dominoes that start really tiny and then it ends up being a giant domino at the yeah, end that's because it, that's, that is compound interest. Essentially that's like a visual representation mm-hmm. um, in kind of in real life of, of it where this tiny domino that's, you know, a half an inch by an inch tall down only 17 dominoes later is knocking something down. That's the size mm-hmm. of a, the wall of a house. Right. right? Um, and if you have to be able to have enough wherewithal, and enough like knowledge. And again, this applies to parenting. It applies to all relationships in your life. It applies to habits that you do. Um, you have to be able to, one, identify what it is and know what you would want to have it be different anyway. And then two, take that and apply it to this compound interest effect model and go, what is this going to look like in 25 years? And can I handle it? Mm. And for us, I mean, the answer is no, we can't handle that in 25 years. If, nobody can. Yeah, nobody can. I mean, it is very clear that it's, it's again, like Jordan Peterson says, it's worth having these uncomfortable, clunky conversations five times. Maybe it'll only take five times for a certain topic and I think sorting both it out. People come with a growth mindset and a willingness to change. Mm-hmm. It can take five times, but often where couples get stuck, it's just more the same. Oh, for sure. Well, and there's yeah. all, I mean, everything is like under this, ridiculously like weighted blanket of assumption, a huge like wet wool blanket, like a Pendleton with ice and frozen leaves on it with ice on top of the leaves. Like it's, we don't use Pendletons anymore. Oh, we only use eighth gen. Eighth gen. Colleen Echohawk. What's the other guy's name? My boyfriend, my original boyfriend. Louis Gong. Louis Gong. Yeah. He's my native boyfriend. Colleen Echohawk's my native girlfriend. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I do love you though, Colleen. Uh, But 
<laughs> this idea is that so much of what we try to communicate, mm-hmm. we don't even have clarity on. We have blinders on. We like, I mean, I'm going to use the example of the brownies or um, even something like me cleaning out your, like I used to detail Seth's car to which he was mm-hmm. absolutely not thankful at all. And when just tell me what you do doesn't matter to me. Like you mm-hmm. actually have said that to me. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what? Like I've detailed your car. And then you say to me, what I do doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And it's again, I, I don't, I'm not mad at you for that. I think that had you had clarity and had you been able to like zoom out and look down from this like galactic perspective of what is really happening? What is she really doing? Did I ever communicate what I wanted? No, I actually didn't. So is she showing me love and should I be thankful? Yes, I should be like, you know what I mean? And yeah, then but being also like, the other side of that is you assuming that cleaning the car is something that I wanted to, right? You know? so, for sure. So but, there's, but then, this is both ways. You have to see that. No, I do see that. Absolutely. And then being like, oh, as a team, mm-hmm. we can, um, it's almost like that thing where you're, you're moving the target around until you find your actual target. Like you're moving the, not the target. What's that thing called? Like the spotter. A scope. A scope. You're moving the scope around. Think of like a war movie. Right. And they're moving it around. Is it that building? No. Is it that guy? No. Is it up here? No. Is it down there? No. Oh, it's over here. It's right here. you know the here. panic a person feels when they see an animal with their eyes and then they raise their gun up and try to find oh, the yeah, scope? Oh, yeah. You can't see it. You're like, oh, it's going to go. It's going right. to oh, be. I think of like seeing a bald eagle and being like, I want to see that in my binoculars. Right. And then you're like, oh, I can see his leaves. It's such a good tension, though. It's amazing. <laughs> but it's like that right. where it's like, no one necessarily is in the wrong in these moments. Mm-hmm. We are all just blinded in mm-hmm. these moments. And it's the clarity of being able to dissect. Again, that is actually why our show is called Anatomy of Us. It is dissection. That was why I named it that. Mm-hmm. I, want it, I wanted to talk about like everyone's different. In this concept of learning how to communicate what you actually want, things that bother you, what this, you know, compound domino effect looks like. This is all just a dissection of your relationship with your spouse. Mm-hmm. It would look different if you married somebody else. It would look different if you weren't married at all, right? Like it's going to look mm-hmm. different, but. Well, it's a dissection of yourself too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like you can't have, <laughs> you just can't dissect you like, Oh, look at that. This, this, and this, that. You right. Know what I'm I didn't, like a, I'm sorry if it yeah. applied or it sounded like I implied that I wasn't mm-hmm. meaning that, but um, it's a dissection of the, the system, like the whole the ecosystem that we create, the interplay between right. the two of us. It's all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so agreed. I think, I don't know. I think that that's where I want to start. I want to end this conversation so that potentially you can start this conversation with your spouse, but with the very strong and very clear point of saying that you're not, neither one of you is wrong. Mm-hmm. Neither one of you is in the wrong doing things that we don't know our partner hates or not communicating, communicating things that we know our partner, mm-hmm. whatever. It doesn't mean you're wrong. It just means you tried and you've messed it up. Maybe, you know, so have more grace. You're, you're wrong guess. if you don't, well, I guess you're not right you're not or wrong, wrong. but I mean, you, just, it won't, it won't, nothing changes if nothing changes. Right. right. So if you realize these things and go, well, that's too hard. I'm just going to not tell her my feelings or right. tell him my feelings. Then that what we say yes to what we say no to, you're saying yes to a Something potential else. like worse relationship. Right. Right. So saying no to a small conversation about how you load the dishwasher is saying yes to hating your spouse in 10 years. <laughs> like really, yeah. I'm not kidding. It has the potential to. It does. Yeah. It does for sure. I mean, sure. it's not a surefire way, but it has the very potential to that people have gone through a hundred times. So, nope, not yet. What? <laughs> I no, not yet. <laughs> not yet. So, you guys, we've done all this talking. You're like, okay, this sounds good. I want support on this. We have two, three options for you. One 
email me at hello at Anatomy Marriage and sign up for coaching. Get on a coaching exploratory call where we, me and Melanie, go deep with you and your spouse to really uncover these things to create a marriage that you want, Mm -hmm. right? We establish a shared vision, get you guys on the same page, and then give you really detailed, detail-oriented Task and objectives to get you there. Can I we, say something about that? Not yet. We call you on your bully, bull, bully. Your bully. <laughs> you bully us. <laughs> on your bully us. We are. Uh, you're. We give you accountability. We give you encouragement, and we give you support. And it's like having us in your back pocket. Mm-hmm. Oh crap! Hit the fan. Gotta call Seth. What's going on here? Give me some clarity on this. I'm like, dude. Did you try out the clearing structure? Are you telling her what you really feel? Well, no. Go do that. Then right. call me back in five minutes. Thank you very much. Now, what were you gonna say? Um, and it's a biopsychosocial spiritual approach. So it covers all the things. It's not just like do this checklist and you'll right. feel better. So it's very different from anything else. Everyone. I'm right. Doing. So I said we had three options, didn't I? Badass husband mastermind. Oh, let me tell you, there are five areas that we focus specifically for dudes, body, brain, bank, beliefs, and board. Get on a call with me to see if you're a good fit. And I'll explain those to you and tell you how they will change your life. Right. We have a very high energy group of men who have growth mindset, who want to be different in themselves, their uh, role as a husband, the role as a dad, and we're doing awesome stuff, right? And the best thing, when you join, you come out here, we meet up in person, it's all free. All you, you gotta do is get here. You just made that sound so confusing. It's a weekly Zoom call. It's a weekly Zoom call. A year, Sorry, once a year. twice a year, you do like I a, was thinking about it because I, I was on a call with excited. a chef before and I was like, oh, I'm getting excited. But no, you join the call. We have weekly Zoom calls. We have a private Discord server and uh, there's a man in the middle session to where we're, sp- we're focusing specifically on what you want to change. And that is invaluable. <laughs> That's not how you say it, but you know, what, you know what I'm saying. And then once a year, we have an annual in-person meetup we're doing fun stuff. I think we're going to go whitewater rafting. We're going to have uh, campfires, shoot horseshoes. All you got to do is get here. Airbnb taken care of. Food taken care of. Content taken care of. Get here. Badasshusband.com. Unbelievable. Third option, Mel. Third option. I know you threw out a teaser. A couple we weren't of days supposed ago. to talk about it. I well, you can just up. talk about it a tiny bit. It. Um, tiny bit. Reva, don't kill me. I am launching. Well, I'll, I'll tease it this way. You saw. Uh, you, Seth, held up my calendar here, mm-hmm. my daily planner. It's called Measurely. I have been working on this. If you're watching the video, you can see it. It's really cool. It's beautiful. It's biopsychospiritual daily planner that helps you reach your life goals while getting done That's right. every single day. Uh, it All of that jazz. And this planner is the backbone of what will become women's group coaching, That's right. which I will be, will be launching uh Early signups in Febs, mm-hmm. all of Febs. But don't tell anymore. I this can't, is a teaser. Hold, I, nope, you can't tell it's anymore. Too hard not How to. about this? You know about my mastermind. <laughs> Anticipate an equally amazing mastermind. Oh, but, it's going to be a thousand times more. But Seth for the come ladies, the okay? So, you guys, trust me on this. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> okay, yeah. Seth loves his all right. roadcaster. I do love the roadcaster. So, guys, it's going to get loud right now. Turn it down. Wait. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, Share the show. Go rate and review on iTunes. And as always, email us We've with any questions. We've almost hit a thousand reviews. Rate and review the show. We love you. Yes, we have. Thank hello, you so much. Hello at anatomymarriage.com. All right, it's guys. End. Peace out. Bye. Bye.